so sorry about that. Um, part two. So I have to, um, pick up where I left off. So, so this is, um, these are the, these are the facts. Um, A lot of people didn't notice, but if you, I think only mothers in a certain age group who was raising their kids in the eighties and nineties, they would all talk about, they would all talk about, um, their pregnancies. And I remember, um, most people that know me know I always sat up under my mother ever since I was little. I can honestly say that I was just one of those kids where I liked her stories and like, even to this day, I like reading, um, good stories. She liked reading good stories, but she knew how to tell, um, very amazing stories. And she would be always talking about interesting stuff that had happened. But you know, in the eighties and nineties, parents used to say, Stay in a child's place. Well, at least that's what they say in Detroit. Stay in a child's place. And one good thing that my mother would always tell me, which I loved, was um, I want you to be seen, but not heard. (laughs) Now, the funny part is. (laughs) The funny part is. Is this, and I'm a, I'm about to put you up on some facts. And when you think about it, you know, if you know me, you know what I'm about to say. It's not going to be a lie because to people who don't know me, it's probably a complaint. And it took for me to think about it tonight that I realized, no, they just did not know me at all. Like the people who my mother would talk talk to about you know how parents they get together and they all talk about their kids this one that one they do this and they do that and I was always around listening to all of these parents stories and I'd be cracking up to myself all the time and this is probably why I also don't have children now because I completely heard all of the oddities that could happen with kids as a kid and I was just like this is crazy I was like I will not be doing that anyway that's a whole nother story we'll talk about that but anyway um so let me tell y'all this okay so first of all these are some and she would joke about this but she was so serious she said Cameron you know she had a she remembered each childbirth the pregnancy, the entire pregnancy, the symptoms. And she remembered the personality, having an idea what the personality would probably be like because of the pregnancy. And she would talk to me, she, she would tell me the stories and I'd be like, really? And then she said, and then she said when she met the babies, you know, when she would met the kids, she wasn't surprised. So when she met all of us, she wasn't surprised. But she said with me, she did not know she was pregnant with me until the fifth month. Um, so no prenatal care, 
Um, no going to the doctor. She had no knowledge that I was in there. Um, she said, you didn't make no noise. You was just, apparently I was just in there, had to make myself home, make myself comfortable and very little movement. And, and to be honest with you, I'm like that now. Like, I be moving around a lot because I'm hyperactive, but people can't tell. And, um, that's true. Another thing that was funny is she says, so she said when she finally went to the doctor, she said she was just feeling slightly off one particular day. And she went to the doctor and she said, I'm just not feeling well, but I can't put my finger on it. And, um, they said, well, How's the kids? <laughs> she said, they doing good. They do about the other ones. And she and they said, oh, okay, well, we'll just do, we'll just run our regular checkups. And she said, they ran all the regular checkups and everything like that. And then they said, well, and just in case, we'll just see if you, it's a possible that you might be pregnant. And she said, oh, no. She said, you don't have to test. Test me to see if I'm pregnant. She said, I wouldn't know if I was pregnant. I, I, I done had three kids. She said, I wouldn't know if I was pregnant. And then they said, well, let's just see if you, you might be pregnant. You know, let's just take the test and we'll make it a part of the evaluation. And so they did. And when they came back with the results, they told her, they said, Miss Smith, you don't feel well because you don't feel well today because you are five months pregnant. And she said she was so beside herself she honestly did not know what to do she said you made no noise you didn't make any noise you didn't bother me in there she didn't know I was in there and I honestly didn't do a lot apparently until it was time for me to be bored either you know what I'm saying so and and to be honest with you, to this day, I can honestly tell you, I would be up under my mother a lot, but I didn't. For some reason, I don't know how I did it for as for how much of a person who was attached to the hip of a parent I was. I don't know why I didn't get on her nerves. I know she was tired, but to be honest with you, I was always there. And for some reason, it just didn't bother her. And even I thought it was interesting my whole life. Like, that's weird. <laughs> she only had some times where she'd be like camping. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I never thought about it like that. It's just I could be, I would, I could be in her space and very few times would she be irritated that I was just in her presence? And that's just, that's how I was. I was that quiet. And I remember like, even now, like I've learned to speak up, but that was the part that was very hard for me. Cause I'd be 
my natural, I'd be talking, like even now, growing up, I'd be talking so quietly. Sometimes people didn't understand what I was saying. Sometimes people, they'd be like, is she mumbling? What is she doing? And then on top of that, I'd be always humming and singing songs all the time. When I wasn't talking to people, I'd be always humming and singing songs. So sometimes I had been listening to so much music because she was always playing music in the house. I knew all the lyrics to songs by heart. So if I wasn't holding conversations with people, I'd be humming songs, you know, or doing stuff like that. But all of this in in her personality was not what she said. She didn't know I was in there. So all of this was just personality, I guess, was who I was in development as I got older. But the other thing that I thought was interesting, which is to this day is even though I'm Vietnamese and black, well, Creole, I always call it Creole because it's like a mesh of a bunch of stuff. And then Vietnamese is I will always ask her. I remember she be making, she would always cook all kind of dishes. You know, she would always cook all kind of uh, types of food. And I would love when she would get ready to cook some of the, some of the Asian food, but she didn't cook it all the time. But whenever she got ready to cook the Asian food, the only meal she would get ready to make would be egg foo young. And I can remember smelling the rice cooking and everything like that and smelling all of the eggs and the onions and the other stuff she was cutting up in the eggs. And I remember thinking and look and coming back into the kitchen and looking and check, you know how kids do checking out the stove. Looking at the gravy boiling, looking at the rice being cooked, kept running out and checking back on it like, oh, this is looking good. But for some reason, for me, I didn't, I I liked the rice and I liked the gravy, but I couldn't figure out why as a kid, I could not get into the egg food young party. So one time I was asking her, I said, ma. I said, I love Asian food, but whenever you get ready to cook egg food young, I mean, whenever you get ready to cook Asian food, you only cook egg food young. And and I told her, I said, for some reason, every time I smell it, I already feel full. And so she told me, she said, Cambia, she said, I crave egg food young when I was pregnant for you, pregnant with you. And she said, I craved it so much. You really are all made out of egg food young. She said, I craved, she craved egg foo young so much when she was pregnant with me that it was the main meal she ate whenever she had her craving. She she said, you pretty much made out of egg foo young. And I remember she would cook it. And as soon as egg foo young starts to, uh, you could tell when it's when it's close to being done. I already felt satisfied. I didn't even eat a bite. And sometimes I'd come in the kitchen. She'd be like, okay, she'd be baking plates. I'd be looking like, I don't want none. <laughs> she'd be like, why? You haven't ate, ate this? You haven't ate this part yet. And I'd go and I'd get a portion of it and I'd eat it. Um, but till this day... I think just based on the memory, I'll order egg foo young 
But even when I order it, I'm already full based off the smell. Like I'm not even hungry. Um, I don't know if other people can, uh, can relate to that. If you ever ask your parents what they had cravings with when they was pregnant with you and you wonder why you don't have a taste for something. Might be, might not be, you know, um, but I'll order egg food young and I can eat it. It's just, I feel full with it and without taking a bite. And that's why I thought that was hilarious. But, um, so, but it led me to, I think it was, so if you think about like, originally, I know, I don't know how I got, how I went the the first part went to this part of the story but it's some kind of way the way that I would be around I didn't require I required attention but in a very different way I don't know if that's just the Asian part I don't know but whatever it is it's like I didn't she said I didn't have to worry about you a lot You know, she said, the only thing I would have to worry about is if you came to me and you had something you had to tell me or you, you know, you did it. She said, but I, she said, you just wasn't a kid that I was worried about. She said, because I just didn't bother uh, people like that. I was inquisitive, but I didn't bother. I don't think I bothered. She said, I just didn't worry about you like how other people worry about their kids. What are they up to? And I'm not that type of personality because I'd be so busy to this day, I guess, with my own imagination. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember the teachers um, and I use that. I've always used the imagination and the creative process is how I get all of my concepts. And I feel like it's playing and I play all day, even as an adult. I do. I set aside time to play, you know. Um, it's all in my imagination process. It's all in my creative process. And I welcome, you know, ever since I was little, I've always be playing or thinking about something that was hilarious or saying a skit from a movie or humming a song that I memorized or humming. Um, it's almost like I would watch so much TV and listen to so much to so many movies as a kid that I have notes and composed lyrics and songs and music that forever is always <laughs> I I never end the song. <laughs> it's a never end the song or a never end the skit. And I always have something that cracked me up all day, every day that I watched that I saw that I memorized because I listened to it a lot or something like that. And I don't know why, but I always was able to memorize stuff like that. So that's a lot of my creative process is I hum and I sing that thing, whatever that stuff is that I re- that I memorized all those years ago, even from my childhood. Like it's, it's always... A composition or it's always a song or it's always something that's it's music and um it's music and art all the time I remember so so I'm telling y'all that because I realized that 
just on the basis of that, it and the fact that it was so um she thought it was hilarious, you know, that I was like that, that that just made me feel so loved and so comfortable in in a unique way that I don't, that she could actually appreciate the type of personality that I have, that I didn't realize that I wasn't as nice to other people as I thought I was. Like I, because I guess when you have those kind of um, intelligences or artistic abilities the way that I do, it looks so odd. Let me just be honest with you. I mean, we're pretty, I'm pretty nerdy. And I tell people that all the time and whether they believe it or not, it's true. And it's not like the cool kind of nerdy either. Like, I wish I was cool. I'm kind of cool to the people that know me and appreciate it for real. But for the most part, to be like serious dorkisms going on. And she was the only one who I think understood and was so chill. It never bothered her. Like it literally never bothered her. Like she didn't, she never noticed it. And that was how she said I was even in the womb. She said, I didn't know you were there. So I would be around her, even I would be around her painting, even as an adult, I'd be around her painting, making noise. I'd be around her doing all kind of stuff and she would never complain and never bother her. She said, sometimes she'd call out of nowhere and be like, Camby, where you at? And I'm like, I'm right here. I'll be right there. And she'd be like, oh, girl, come here. (laughs) And that's the way it was, you know. And to this day, I had people where they treat me like, you so sneaky. And I'm like, sneaky? I'm always doing something. But apparently, I moved in a very, like, you would just have to know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a square. So I move in a square. And then I realize now that I'm a square. Like everything I do is in a square. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I unless it's unless it's something else, that's my natural. I'm literally a square. Literally a square. I work in a square. I walk in the process of uh when I do my artwork or when I set things up for my studio or, or my workspace, it's in a square. I'm a square. Just to be honest. It just dawned on me like, oh. And so I didn't realize that because of my oddities um, and people not not know. I don't know if they, most people are, people are odd. You know, people, they, they, they're themselves too, which the stuff they do is odd too. But for whatever reason, when you have a very rare personality type you irritate more people unless they I would just say unless they love you because when you if your personality is rare you don't you don't have the um circumstance where you have a lot of people 
who think like you. So you get less, um, how do you say, you you get more question marks of where people kind of stop and start with you. Like, they don't know what you really up to. They can't figure it out because in rare personalities, it's just not a bunch of y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, whereas other people, they'll be all together doing similar things for the most part, the same way, all the time, all the time, all the time, that's their norm. But when you have a rare personality type, you don't have the luxury of a bunch of people who are all odd like you in close proximity. So you don't do, you're not doing the same, all the stuff you're doing, it look so odd. You you know what I mean? It just look odd because there's not a bunch of people around you doing that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But if y'all was all together, if you was all in a situation where you was with a bunch of uh people who was who had a similar uh personality type, it would look relatively normal. You know what I'm saying? But you would have to be together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying to see it. So I just think that that's so funny. I had to tell y'all that. And so it dawned on me. I was talking to um I was talking to one of my one of my sisters today and I had to tell her I said you know I honestly had to be honest and be like you know what I it took all these years for me to realize that my mother was so nice I didn't realize that I wasn't that nice I was nice the way that she described it she said Camby you were she always told me she said you are such a sweetheart that was what she would call me. Like, oh, you were such a, ever since I was little, you're such a sweetheart. And that was what she would call me. But nice was, she would tell me, she would say, you're smart because you know when, when to, and when not to be kind. When, not kind, but you know when to and when not to be nice to people. Um, She said, you would, she said, you would turn, you would turn that on or turn that off real quick. And that was something that she always, she loved that about me. You know what I'm saying? She would be like, she could tell it was like for her, it was for the way I was, was a radar for her. You know what I'm saying? Cause she didn't have it. She didn't have that ability, but she said, Cambia come around and you know how, <laughs> You know how cats are? <laughs> you know how cats are when they don't like people? They hiss. That's how I was. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't hiss, but I'm just saying. When I didn't like or if I didn't trust certain people, I enter into a space and then I dip out real quick. And she'd be like, oh, she wouldn't say nothing. She just know. She'd be like, oh, I wasn't picking up on it. I got to be careful with this one or I got to be careful with that one. Or she'd be like, if can you? Because I was always around her. So if I, so if she was wherever she was at and then I showed up wherever she was at and then I left real quick, she'd be like, oh, she would know something about whoever she was with. You know what I'm saying? And she'd be like, okay. And she'd be more careful. You know what I'm saying? With that person. And that's always been the type of personality that I have. I would do that for her because... I was like that naturally 
with her because my mother was really nice. Like, she was so nice. She just taught herself how to be like that. That was honestly what she said. She said she wasn't always, but she taught herself over the years to be like that. And so she was so nice that I'd just be showing up just to see who would be being mean to her. You know what I mean? Because I'd be like, I'd be looking like, I'll be right back. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because she was so nice. And so, and it was just weird. For me too, because like I can honestly say she was the only, she was so kind to me. And whereas most people, they just weren't like people were interesting with me. People were, would share information, but not all people were, not a lot of people were very nice to me. And I think it has a lot to do with, like I said, on top of. It was rare personality type. And then on top of that, I just wasn't what people expected. That's just the best way to put it. I just wasn't what people expected. And when you, when, when you like that, they probably won't be nice to you. You know what I'm saying? But she just was. And so that's why I learned, like, even with the emotional intelligence, When I figure out how to stop being sensitive, however long it took, and when I figured out where to put the emotional intelligence, the sensing of hurt feelings, I started to store them in the art. And I started to store it in other places in the art and pour the emotions into that stuff. Because I didn't want the burden, honestly, of caring about people who honestly didn't care anything about me. And it was like I was picking it up, you know. I was absorbing me, absorbing it. You know, that people, honestly, they, they really didn't care. So because they didn't, I learned young to shut that show down, you know. I vaulted that junk down. Like, as soon as I figured out how to, um, I locked it up. And she was the only one who really knew how to get me to, um, you know, sneak in a little love and affection to people that she had to clear it. That they were good enough to be worthy of that level of attention from me. Because she knew that in that sense, if it was cool with her, she knew I'd be real good to them. She knew I'd be real good to them. And she'd be like, and sometimes she'd tell me, they not worth it. Because you don't see what I see and they don't love you the way you think they do. So the answer is no. And once she would tell me that, then I, it was like the big picture. I had observed it correctly. And then I could see she not lying. And then I shut that show down real quick. You know what I'm saying? And I learned how to 
And I just, and that maybe that's not, I don't know if that's, I'm not promoting that. You know, I never tell you, hey, I'm, I'm promoting that. That's not what I'm, what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that realistically is that some people, if they're, I wasn't ignored. That I, That's definitely, that's not true. You know, I, I was not a child that was ignored. I was someone who did not need a whole lot of praise. And I did not need a whole lot of attention. And so because that was my natural personality, I guess I don't give a lot of praise either. And I also don't give a lot of attention to, uh, to people the way that they would like, like to. And because my filter stay up because of the emotional intelligence and the fact that like how she said, you're a sweetheart, you can get hurt. You do get hurt. So I shut the show, the show's been shut down. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a filter on it. Period. You you know what I'm saying? Only the people who know what it is get that. You know, that level of attention. And it's honestly been no other real new connections. You know, as far as... Um, I'm, I'm one of those people where... I developed the I developed the genuine relationships straight away to know exactly what I'm dealing with, and those are the personalities that I filter through all the time. So I don't have a desire for um, extra in genuine interactions. So in which case I don't seek them, and that perceptively appears to be mean to people. But honestly, it's just the way I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I just be, I've always been like that. You know what I'm saying? I've always been like that. Where I just go do stuff for people, go work real quick, do this, do that. Um, and my emotions wouldn't be attached to it the way theirs would about the tasks that had to be completed about the work that had to be completed, about I didn't have um, the desire to make as many friends as other kids did just to go and do something. You know what I'm saying? Like I could go and who asked me, oh, go here, I need you to go over here and do this and do that, I could go in there real quick, and even though I greet all of these people and, 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 and have the interchange, I will always be filtering the bonding process because I'd be wanting to be careful about who I'm developing friendships with. And so I realized now, like, oh, all these years, she was the one who was loving she was so loving and so kind that it influenced me to be 
it was not a part of my natural personality to be as nice to people as she taught me to be by example like she was so nice to people that I realized I was just I had learned it as a behavior to be nice to people and to be kind to them but the other observation of it is was that people weren't when she was doing really well I guess you could say people were really nice genuinely interested in her and genuinely loving to her so she was giving back what they were giving out too so it wasn't like in genuine affections where she she wasn't fake she was nice and she would be so nice with the people who were nice to her that it would just be enough love that if other hateful people just came around they some of that love and that affection was just trickle on them you know what i'm saying because the the bonds that she had was so effective that if other people just came around love would just be in excess being sprinkled around you know affection and concern and compassion would just be all being sprinkled around you know what i'm saying and i learned that as a behavior from her but for me people weren't that nice to me so i had to acknowledge like oh snap that's why you don't, I don't give that out like that, period, because that wasn't how I was treated, you know, you know what I'm saying? So my treatment was different, um, and so in which case, I treat people how they've been treating me, and they don't like it, It's <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, I just had to say it like that. Sometimes, you know, you get in circumstances where people, they be like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm looking like, I don't know what she's talking about. I couldn't figure out what they was talking about. But what they didn't realize was, oh, this is the way y'all always have been treating me. I'm operating in the order of how I was always treated. You can't unreverse 30 years or 40 years of the way you've been treating people and all of a sudden expect them to overnight adapt to a method of compassion that you expect now after you they learn they had to learn how to move in society to live i had to learn how to live move cooperate in society get my work done handle all my stuff within these certain treatments that was not loving you know what i'm saying and then i get back to my mother who was loving and she'd be so loving and she'd be so kind that i never knew that other people weren't being nice to me she was so nice it didn't dawn on me that other people wasn't being nice to me because she was so nice. I, honestly, she was so nice to me. I couldn't even see what other people, how other people felt about me. She 
I didn't even know. I honestly didn't even know. Because she would be like, because I'd be like, wait a minute. I just asked someone, someone, such and such, and they ain't saying nothing right. And she'd be looking like, because she was a New Yorker, she knew exactly what it was. But she was so good at protecting what I, protecting the reality of my treatment. She was excellent at it. I guess that's what good parenting is. She was so excellent at protecting um, my treatment and not letting me know that it was possible prejudices or possible just whatever it was. It was, I had no idea with Sharon, period. She was excellent at it. I would say that I'm not saying that. I would say that that was just a excellent parenting skill. I don't know how she how she did that. You know what I'm saying? But I think it had a lot to do with. I don't think it was. It wasn't just just like how she told me. Uh, she would tell me. It wasn't that it was just her. She said you just didn't bother me like that she said you know you I I don't know how but you know she she was like you just be so quiet you be be right here doing stuff and I she said she would break she said for years uh when I was younger she said she'd break out run and go looking for me where's caviar because I'd be so quiet I'd be somewhere sitting by myself coloring painting Sitting by myself for hours, drawing, playing with stuff, putting stuff together. And then she'd say, after she didn't look after all these kids, she had to forgot. Because I didn't need anything. I probably, she said, by the time I'd be like, oh, where's Cambia? She'd jump up, go looking for Cambia, and and I'd be like, here, I'm right here. (laughs) And she'd be like, you okay? What you been doing in here? She'd be trying to catch up with me. What's been going on? I was over here doing this and doing that. And all of this was going on. You all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. And I'd show her a work of art. I've been working on this. Look, I had been be, be away working on things for so long by myself. That was something that the, that the teachers would tell her. You know what I'm saying? In elementary school, they would tell her that. They'd be like... You know, they said we have to we have to go and get Campia because she will go all the way over. I remember in kindergarten they were like, we have to go and get Campia and bring her back into the circle because we'll. You know how when you in preschool or in kindergarten they had all the little tables and the kids would be sitting all the little tables, and I remember sitting at the tables, but. If we got a little break where the teachers would be like, okay, y'all can take your crayons and a piece of paper or take your stuff and go lay out on a carpet or go find a space where you want to take a nap and have snacks. Y'all know y'all remember that time. The teachers would be like, they would say that and they'll be like, they'd be like, Miss Smith, Cambia is the only child 
that will go the extra mile to be away from the other kids. Like I grab my crayons and my papers and I'll be headed all the way to the other side of the classroom where ain't nobody over there. And they be going to get me. I'll be like, hi. <laughs> you turn around, they be like, Campion, what you doing all the way over here? I'm like, you said, break it up. I'm like, I'm headed over to the corner where it's some peace and quiet. Apparently, I was always trying to get away from these crazy kids. Um, Always. I was always trying to do that. And then the teacher would go and bring me back. <laughs> They'd be like, they be like, no, Campion. We're over here. We're all going to be over here, all over here, sitting right up in here. And I'll be looking like, you want me to, I didn't find a safe place all the way over here with my crayons. You want me to go all the way and come back to the crazy kids? And that was apparently how I always was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be taking my crayons and be, they'd be like, where are you going? I'm going to go all the way over there where it's less craziness going on you know what I'm saying I could get my <laughs> I could get my creative stuff done and that would be what would be going on anyway I don't know why I had to tell y'all that because I, I mean to be honest with you I realize now it's like I always been like that like I could work I can do a lot of tasks uh, by myself even I don't when people say, don't you like working with other people? I do. But for some reason, I can work very effectively um, by, by myself. And, well, that's how some people can describe themselves like that. They could get lost in their work. And they could do a lot of work, you know, like that. And, um, and But time management is something that I had to learn too. But that's a whole other topic for another day. So I had to put this on here because I've had people where if they don't know that about me and they with my personality they are so offended and I'm like I've always been uh, a person that stayed out the way or on purpose did not bother people unnecessarily case in point I did not bother my mother in the womb for five months okay I've never been a person to bother people unnecessarily and that's really my personality I don't bother people unnecessarily and I, I just specifically remember remember being like that I might ask a question and by the time I ask a question it might sound strange but I've been probably analyzing and thinking about so much stuff by the time I have a question what I'm gonna say is gonna probably gonna take you quite a bit to figure out what or what I'm even talking about but anyway that's all I got for y'all today